Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office equipment solutions North America wide? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 134 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, Bob Stoffer with you. And I'd like to again thank Mark Spector, Stoffer, Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta. Live racing Saturdays, Northlands Park. Best Pizza in the City, still making a great Royal Pizza. Multiple locations in Edmonton to serve you, including the original Royal Pizza in Old Strathcona. Royal Pizza, old school big boy pizza. 48 years, Edmonton owned and operated. Royal Pizza, pizza past and so much more for menu and locations. Visit royalpizza.ca. All right, we are pleased to be joined on the line by one of the uh, nicest guys in the business. Longtime Carolina Hurricanes uh, television analyst. He's a fun guy. And uh, he always knows what's going on, I think, uh, with Carolina, because it's a different time. So we bring aboard Trip Tracy. Uh, Trip, thank you for taking time on your uh, vacation or from your summer home. How you doing? Well, first of all, the feelings, Bob, are mutual right back at you. And i got to get to Royal Pizza, because you always bring me on when you have me on. And it's right after that wonderful promotion. It makes me hungry. There you go. Uh, well, you do. You wouldn't be... You know, it's, it's big boy pizza, though. It's it's Everything's real at Royal. None of that synthetic crap. You said it was old school, too, right? Old school. Oh, yeah. I'd like to think I'm an honorary old schooler. There you go. Well, I think we all are in this business. Uh, new school, perhaps, though, or is school out in Carolina with the Tom Dundon ownership? For years, you talked about Fort, uh, you know, Fort Francis or Fort Knox Francis regarding yeah. Ron Francis. We never heard anything that was happening with the Carolina Hurricanes. He was very pragmatic, uh, deliberate in his approach in building and accumulating picks. And I get the sense that maybe now uh, things are a little bit different with the Hurricanes and there might be some movement there. I'd like to get your perspective on that, trip. Well, yeah, I mean, it's certainly different. I mean, I think, um, you know, to tell you the truth, Bob, I, I, I went to, after the season ended, and I went to Florida and fell in love with saltwater fishing, so I haven't been there. <laughs> I, 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 like, that's an, a, a talk for you and I privately about how much I've fallen in love with it when you catch a fresh tuna or mahi-mahi. But it, it's, it's a day, you know, I think that the scouting meetings that occur for every team, both professional and amateur meetings, at the conclusion of every season, I think there was an adjustment period, uh, you know, for 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 the new owner uh, Tom Dundon to, to to get familiarized with with both of those professional and amateur staffs, and and then for the those scouts to to get familiar with you know what his vision is. Um, I, I do sense that he has a uh, a very um, strong um, belief and um, emphasis in the uh, analytics uh, side of hockey. Uh, I've always thought of it as a tool. It wouldn't be my number one tool, um, but uh, you know, I, I, I get that sense. Um, you know, the fact that uh, Carolina uh, has the the good fortune that they did uh, in the lottery and that they'll be they'll be picking second. My intuition tells me they hold on to the pick, but anything could happen. Um, and, and I think any of their big names, whether it be a, a Jeff Skinner or a Justin Falk. Uh, uh, a Victor Rass coming off of a in, underachieving year, um, you know Noah Hannafin. Um, these are all names that uh, I think are in play. I, I really do. Uh, the one other thing I'd say, Bob, is that um, I, I don't sense that they're going to buy out um, 
Scott Darling. They're going to try to get him back on track. Uh, from an optic standpoint, I, f- I feel like if they're going to if they're going to go that route, they probably can't bring back Cam Ward, which is really too bad because I think he's a guy that, aside from everything that he's done for the Hurricanes, probably gets his jersey retired if if I were to look at his body of work. And um, he had a really good year last year. And if Darling had played the way that he was supposed to play, I think Cam would be thought of as one of the top backups at this stage of his career in the league. So um, I don't know how that goaltending situation is going to work out. But those are sort of the basics, I think, of, of, of where they're at, um, you know, with, with, what, just 10 days uh, before the draft. Well, Skinner and Falk had tough years plus-minus-wise. Skinner's always been a streaky scorer. Tell me about Justin Falk. Is he, I mean, he is certainly no worse than a second-pairing right-shot defenseman. Would you agree on that? Uh, okay, so, Bob, you and I have talked about Justin yep. on countless occasions before because, you know, it's always been rumored that that Edmonton interested in him, and um, the way I would assess it, you know where he's at in his career, um, he is uh, he's let me down on the defensive side of the puck. Yeah, I think there's a lot more to give. Uh, in the second half of the year, he got going offensively. Uh, when I look back, it, it would be two seasons ago, and there was a December where Bob he played, uh, you know, in in probably a three, three-and-a-half-week span uh, against Eric Carlson, Drew Doughty, Duncan Keith, you know, all Norris Trophy winners, different types of Norris Trophy winners, and he outplayed all of them. And when I, he was quicker then. It seemed like he was 10, 15 pounds lighter. And now, it's for the most part, it's muscle. But I think he's lost some of that quickness. And I know that, you know, in all the conversations I've had with, with Rob Brindamore, who I think is an outstanding hire, and I am... I put my complete reputation on the line that he's going to be a tremendous head coach. I, I, Rod and I have had a bunch of conversations about this. When Falk has played his best hockey, he's leaner, he's quicker. I mean, almost a different position, but I, I, maybe you could almost, uh, you know, look at Ovechkin and the fact that he got leaner and quicker, you know, when, you, when it looked like the speed of the league was passing him by. And, you know, he's had one of the great five-day stretches of parting now after winning a championship awesome. that you've ever seen. Yeah, awesome. I, I get where you're coming from on, on Falk. Tell me this. Why? So Hannafin's minus 50 in the three years. That yep. said, you know what? Uh, if I recall correctly, Cam Fowler was minus 53 in his first two seasons in the NHL in Anaheim. And, and they made the playoffs in some of those years. Why would there be an app? Would they be looking for a young forward back for him? Like, what? Wh- why do you think his name's out there? Uh the only reason, and I'm very, I'd be very cautious on the Hannafin front. First of all, I think the reason that he's had a tough time with regards to plus-minus um, is that, well, two things. Mentally, how quickly can he make defensive decisions? Uh, you know, that's the, the part of his game that I think requires the most improvement. Um, and then the other part of it is that... Uh, when he's played his best, it's almost like, you know, you know, form, everybody knows Steve Smith in Edmonton. It's like he's let the horse out of the barn and said, just, you know what, go out and use your tools at both ends of the rink. And that's his skating. Um, and, you know, to skate himself out of trouble on his own end and do, you know, some really special things offensively. And I think at times he's thought too much about the type of defenseman he should be instead of the type of defenseman that he is. Uh, and then the, you know, is he, is, can he make quick enough uh, mental uh, decisions? Uh, I guess when I look at, 
when I look at the Hurricanes on the left side, and especially Jacob Slavin, uh, who played, I thought, boy, one of the best games I saw at Hurricanes defenseman play, if not his best game at Edmonton last October. You know, the Hurricanes have some pretty darn good prospects, if not, you know, guys that they think are going to play in the NHL. Depending on where you look at Hayden Fleury at this point in time, right. I got Hayden as a third-pairing defenseman on the left side. But, you know, all of a sudden, if you, if you were to trade Falk, then all you have is really Brett Pesci as a righty. So, and, I, and I'm a fan of guys playing on their natural side. So that's where, you know, the, the fact that Hannafin even comes up in my mind, if you could get the forward back in return, if you could get a goaltender in return, that, I mean, I, I wouldn't just, you know, flat out turn it down. But this is also the organization, and I'm not comparing no Hannafin to the, to the guy that single-handedly almost beat Carolina in the, in the Stanley Cup Finals, Chris Pronger, who Hartford traded away once upon a time after one rough year. But you have to be very, very careful with these young defensemen, uh, and and I would always keep that in mind. Well, you got Jake Bean coming as well. Finish up playing for Bob Torrey and Tri Cities in the Western Hockey League, and you know he's he, he's a talented puck mover. What do you think he's going to be? I think he'll be a second pairing D, a skilled offensive second pairing D. Uh, if, if 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 the ceiling for Flurry, I think that's fair for Flurry. I think he's a top five NHL defenseman long term, so no worse than a third pairing D there. Uh, Hannafin, I do think, has the potential to be somewhere between a two to a four. Uh, and then Slavin and Pesci, the, the work speaks for themselves. I mean, they've they've both exceeded, uh, exceeded expectation So based on their, their draft uh, location. So there is depth on defense there. Tell me this, Tripp. Uh, we'll get to Brendan Moore, Moore in a second here. Would there be an appetite? When I watch Carolina, and I watch them a lot, as you know, because of Derek Ryan, uh, would there be an appetite to to change the makeup and add a different ingredient to that organization? Because to me, the Hurricanes lacked uh, some physical competitiveness. I know the game's moving away a bit from that, but I think Carolina needs to address it. You watch that team play on a nightly basis. What are your thoughts in that regards? Oh, I I literally couldn't agree more. And it's it's been it's a it's a it's a delicate word because you have you know as classy of a guy in Ron Francis um, that now and you know anybody you know would unanimously agree that you know a, a guy of his stature and contribution in the National Hockey League, let alone the Carolina Hurricanes, that you know is a tough departure. But I do not. I, I do think the culture has left quite a bit to be desired um and and the and the biggest reason for that is um two things guys not playing the right way all the time with a team first mindset uh jeff skinner's a a classic example of that Hmm. um and then you know being too perimeter based uh and i I mean i just look at uh, both of those things what the the washington capitals all they're talking about is buy-in 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 play away from the puck and is that as physical of a team as we've seen in the last couple of years to win the Stanley Cup and how pivotal that part of their game was? Uh, so if we think the game's gotten away from that, well, the team that has the Stanley Cup right now, that's a big part of who they are. Uh, and the Hurricanes have <laughs> very, very little of that. Um, so I, you know, I know you'll get to Rod in a second. Rod will demand that, um, and he will not make excuses for that. I do think that the Don Waddell and a very Tom Dundon will be a very involved owner. Um, they will, without question, back Rod Brindamore uh, from that standpoint. So 
I, I know. I don't even just, I'm not even hopeful that the, the culture is going to be much, much better. I know it's going to be. Um, it's, but, you know, some of it's the makeup of the hockey club, and I absolutely think that, uh, that you know, they need that physicality. They need some size. They need guys that go to the front of the net and stay in front of the net. Uh, they need the, the team toughness when it's appropriate uh, after the whistle. Um, and those are things that you can look at their analytics, and I know their analytics the last couple of years are right near the top of the league, and you say, well, why aren't they winning? I think it's, that's one of the reasons that they haven't. That, and obviously, they got to get a goalie. Uh, Trip Tracy exactly. joining us, uh, Hurricanes television analyst. One final one. See, you ended up hitting a bit on Brindamore anyways, and we all love Rod Brindamore, and the Oilers drafted his son. We had Rod on the show last year. You know, first-class guy, hard player when he played. Um Rod Brindamore was seen as an excellent second line center. I don't think he, I mean, he was a star in the NHL. There was a star in the making in Carolina. And we think of Sasha Barkoff, baby, as the most underrated player in the league. That might be Sebastian Ajo moving forward. So educate our listeners just on how dynamic of a player this guy is. Well, a couple of things. Um, his father's a you know former professional player, and he's a general manager in, in in a you know very fine program that's produced you know a ton of NHL players, notably UC Oakland and Pecorine in Northern Finland. So you can just tell when a player is a is a former professional player and now you know hockey manager's son. You can just tell um, with the way he professionally approaches the game on and off the ice. Uh, he gets better as the game goes along. We just talked about physicality. Sebastian, um, at key times in games, will uh, win one-on-one battles with guys you don't think he has a chance to, to win it against. And he'll be physical um, in ways that can, you know, uh, bring people out of their seats and, you know, when the Hurricanes are at home. Uh, and then when the game's most important, Sebastian seems to absolutely, without question, play his best. Um, he's versatile. He can play wing. He can play forward. I really see him um, as a true, true candidate to be um, the future captain of the team. Uh, I would have to think that Justin Williams is the captain next year. He should have been the captain this previous year. Uh, the idea of uh, going with uh, co-captains was a failed experiment. Um, thought that from the get-go, and you know that's certainly no disrespect to, to Jordan Stahl in particular. Um, I. You know, I just didn't think that was the way to go. And, you know, when you have a guy that's won three Stanley Cups and maybe is the, the best Game 7 player of, of this generation, why not have him teach a team that doesn't know how to win how to win? And then maybe a guy like Ajo emerges as a future captain when he truly gets comfortable with North America. The one other thing about Ajo is that I'd say is that some of his competitiveness, I'm hopeful that it's, it's worn off on some guys that it doesn't come out of as naturally. Tavo Teravainen is a perfect example. He's a couple years older than Sebastian. They're great fr- friends. They're both Finns. I remember being in a Dallas hotel, Bob, um, not this past season, but the season before, and Joe Neuendijk was a consultant for the Hurricanes at the time. And I was with Joe and Rod in the lobby, and, and I saw Sebastian Tavo going out to dinner, and, and Joe turned to me and he said, boy, wouldn't you love it if some of Sebastian's uh, competitiveness rolls off and rubs off onto Tavo? And that's exactly what happened. This past year, Teravine had his best year in the NHL. So um, I, I could be more bullish on uh, Sebastian. He'll never accept losing. He'll always be ticked off when the team's not uh, winning. Um, and the one other player I would mention, he played his only NHL game in Edmonton. 
is uh, uh, Martin uh, Natchez. Love him. Uh, who is there? He's going to be a good one, and he could be a good one as soon as is this year. We don't have much time here, Trip. Maybe I don't know how much you know about the draft. I was in Buffalo uh, for the combine. Svechnikov looks like a rock star. He's got the personality. But you mentioned you mentioned Netjes. He had quite the combination going with Philippe Zadina during the World Juniors. I, I don't know how Carolina passes on Svechnikov. Have you heard anything regarding that number two pick? Uh, I've heard unbelievable things about him, and the most important endorsement I've heard about him is I talked to Rod Brindamore last week after he had lunch with him. And Rod's most recent impression of a Russian was Alexander Semen. Okay. Who, yeah. He once told me, he said, Trip, this might be the most talented hockey player I've seen in my career. And it just frustrated him so much. With Semen. Uh, yeah. And so that's his last impression. He had lunch uh, with this guy, and he called me, he said, now, that's a very, very impressive uh, young person. Yeah. He said he looks you right in the eye. Rod, <laughs> there's no BS in Brindamore. He was very impressed with that impression. So everything you've heard about him, Bob, I wouldn't pretend to go to toe-to-toe uh, with you in any draft, uh, and I'm not going to. But uh, I had heard nothing but good things about him as a player to hear that uh, Rod had that type of impression uh, after the lunch they spent together last week. That's a pretty good endorsement. Trip. Go do some more fishing, and we'll touch base down the road, okay? Thanks, Bob. Love you. Love you. All right. That's awesome. That's Trip Tracy. He's a beauty. This is Oilers Now. Trip's the longtime television analyst. Uh, he and John Forslund work together. It's a real good broadcast, let me tell you. Portions of Oilers Now brought to you by World Floor Coverings. Tell them Oilers Now since you received two times the air miles, reward miles on your flooring purchases at World Floor Coverings. World Floor Coverings, they know a lot about hockey and a lot about flooring. When we come back, we'll get to NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Are you seeing the story out of Ottawa? Wow, crazy stuff. Makes me wonder a bit. This is Oilers Now. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton show Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's interesting. Just had Trip Tracy on as we look at this day in Oilers history. Brought to you by New West Travel, Edmonton's premier travel company for 38 years. June 12, 2006, speaking of the Carolina Hurricanes, Mark Recchi scored the winner. Hurricanes beat Edmonton 2-1 to go up 3-1 in the Stanley Cup Final. That game was at Rexall Place. I was I remember being in the Oilers' room right after that game. Chris Pronger, totally chill. Like, they believed that they were fine despite being down three games to one in that series. Got extended to seven. This day in Oilers history brought to you by New West Travel. Uh, travel deals uh, as well uh, for weddings, honeymoons, golf packages, and employee corporate reward trips. Call the friendly staff at New West Travel, 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. Let's get right to it. NHL today for elite promotional marketing. Uh, a crazy breaking story late in the day. Here's Brennan Ulrich. 
Yes, Bob, this out of Ottawa. Apparently, uh, Mike Hoffman's a longtime girlfriend is allegedly behind a campaign of harassment against Melinda and Eric Carlson. Of course, uh, they lost their child uh, earlier this year, and uh, it stems apparently from uh, some things that were said after that uh, on social media. So this is allegedly out there right now, but uh, clearly a rift in Ottawa, Bob. How does this affect Carlson and Hoffman moving forward? Uh, okay, you said allegedly. Uh, Hoffman has 150% denied this. Yep. Let's just see how it plays out. It is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. I, I, I'm just, I'm in shock. So let's, like, I cannot believe something like, it It can't be the player's girlfriend. It can't. It's got to be, it just defies logic. What else you got? Well, I know you almost fell out of your chair, Bob, when you read this. Uh, Bob McKenzie said earlier today on TSN 690 that he expects Jack Johnson to get in the neighborhood of $6 million per season, give or take a mil. Wow. I can see him getting four. I can't <laughs> see him getting six. And, of course, uh, Arizona. Darren Drager reporting that uh, they have reached a verbal agreement on a contract extension for Oliver ekman Larson. Eight years, $8.25 million. Uh, great player. And that's terrific news for the Arizona Coyotes organization. That's uh, NHL Today brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear. All right, what do we got coming up tonight on Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins? Uh, Kelly Rudy will be on from NHL Hockey on Rogers. The latest on the Eskimos, Bob, they released their practice roster today. Aaron Grimes, by the way, will not play uh, for the Eskimos on Thursday. All right, wish them the best of luck on that front. Up next, a uh, news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn, followed by the 6.30 chat afternoon news with Jalen Nye and Andrew Gross. We'll be back tomorrow. Craig Simpson will be joining us on Oilers Now. Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X.ca on Oilers Radio 630 Ched.